0: All right, we are live. Welcome to episode five of the Catalyst Sport Podcast. Um, Catalyst Sport co-founder Jason Kapnick here with uh, Catalyst Sport co-founder Joe Boffy. and today we're going to talk about a topic that um, we've got a lot of questions about in person, and um, I know that's really front of mind for people, you know, with New Year's resolutions and whatnot. And that topic is intermittent fasting. Joe, how's it going?
1: Morning, Jason. Doing well. I just started my intermittent fasting once again after the holidays.
0: Okay, cool. Um, What is intermittent fasting?
1: Um, You can take the lead on that one.
0: All right. Uh, Intermittent fasting is just fasting intermittently Uh, and what that (laughs) means is is not eating for a period of time i think it's we don't have to make it any more complicated than it really is um you know when people think about fasting sometimes they think of you know religious holidays uh you know the jewish holiday of yom kippur the the muslim holiday of um, ramadan where people you know traditionally fast And, and sometimes those can be extreme experiences for people um you know, especially if you're not used to fasting, fasting for an entire day for, you know, um, you know, a lot of those religious fasts involve no water as well. Sometimes people have a really extreme notion of what fasting is. But for intermittent fasting, it it could be as simple as skipping breakfast. Um, It could be, we're going to talk about different protocols. um, But it could be, you know, a half day fast, it could be um, a full day fast. But what I want to kind of get across is it doesn't have to be super extreme. And,
1: um, I mean, Jason, everybody fasts, right? Everybody fasts while they're sleeping. And that's why they call breakfast breaking your fast.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think that, um, you know, you and I have both done a lot of intermittent fasting, uh, over the last, you know, kind of eight to 10 years. I think I probably first got into it around 2012. Um, maybe a little earlier than that. And, um, you know, let's, let's talk about our experiences with intermittent fasting.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when I had started, it was probably around the same time or a little after you did. Um, but, uh, I definitely enjoyed doing it that way. It's a little less stressful as far as like getting your day started and making sure I have to go eat. I found that as a benefit. Um, I also generally work out in the morning so I've been working out fasted and that works fine for me. Um, I've definitely felt that my metabolism um, for a lack of a better word increased through intermittent fasting. Um, yeah, how about you?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I, I feel the same. you know I, I think my first experiences with structured dieting or with you know paying attention to my diet at least was kind of a more bodybuilding, Perspective where it's like you know, eating every three hours, six meals a day, kind of stuff. And and don't get me wrong, that stuff that stuff works great. I mean, bodybuilders have done it for years and, and continue to do it and have success with it. But um, the drawback of of that kind of constant every three hour eating, it's a lot of meals to prepare for, and you know, I'd be carrying Tupperware around and. Um, you know, if, if it was three hours since my last meal and then, you know, it turns into four hours, it'd become like almost an emergency. Um, so it, it definitely intermittent fasting kind of frees you up a little bit in that you can go the first half of your day with, without having to worry about, you know, making food, bringing food, storing food and, and, um, worrying about it. I think Not from, uh,
1: cheaper, right? Uh, cheaper. Yeah. You don't have to spend as much food, money on food throughout the day.
0: I'm not sure if I agree with that because I think people should still be eating roughly the same number of calories or I think caloric intake is is separate from intermittent fasting. So eventually you're going to eat that food, don't you think?
1: Yeah, good boy.
0: Um, But for New York City lifestyles, um, it it might save you money because you're eating out of the house less, um, which is probably what you're getting at there.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, I found whenever I was trying to have lots of little meals throughout the day and being in Manhattan all day I, mean, I end up spending twenty dollars on a little meal five times a day
0: yeah uh, No, that's a good out. point there's probably some money to be saved by batching your meals so I'll uh I'm gonna change my answer I agree with you um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know as far as benefits I definitely feel that I'm sharper um, you know when I'm fasted that to just kind of wake up and you um, you know, do my morning routine, do my meditation and, and just sit down at the computer, you know, fasted. Um, I do drink black coffee. Um and do I do drink water while I'm fasting. Um, you know, I've over the years I've experimented with different things. You know, bulletproof coffee I think is um you know, by strictest definition, maybe not fasted anymore. Uh, for those of you don't know that don't know, bulletproof coffee is um Coffee with a little bit of either coconut oil or MCT oil um, and then some grass-fed butter. Um, the idea is that those fats um, you know provide an energy source and then those fats are, are said to be particularly beneficial for, for cognitive function. Um, I, I like bulletproof coffee. Uh, I think it's helpful. I do feel sharp when I take in it, but um, I, I don't do it currently um for mainly for caloric reasons and um so anyway we're talking about benefits of intermittent fasting and i was saying I feel really sharp in the morning I like to get my most highest demand cognitive tasks done when I'm when I'm fasted you know conceptual stuff or um stuff that's going to take the most brain power from me and then I can do you know smaller just answering emails and admin stuff you know later in the day and and that works really well for me um you know like like you said, Joe, um I think that it's convenient. I think that's definitely a benefit to not have to be tied to food constantly. We've talked about that a lot already. um I think there's a lot to be said for just kind of digestion and you know kind of giving your your gut a break um to not constantly be having to digest food, I think, and help with with inflammation um you know, I think I notice um, better testosterone, better recovery from exercise, more balanced, you know, kind of hormonal um, environment. And um, those have been the big ones for me. I mean, I want to kind of keep this podcast away from becoming too sciency. I think that, you know, for people that are super interested in it, you know, go out there and read about, you know, um, anti-aging and autophagy and whatnot. And, And I think there's a lot of, interesting, good research on, on intermittent fasting and the benefits. But, um, you know, I I think that pretty much sums up my experience and, and your experience. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um, do you find that intermittent fasting is good for weight loss?
0: I think it can be, I think it's almost, I don't think it's exclusively a weight loss thing. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about intermittent fasting is that caloric balance still matters. Um, and so if you intermittent fast and then you, you know, just feast during your feeding period, um, and you're in a caloric surplus, you can still gain weight and gain muscle. And I've used intermittent fasting protocols, um, you know, similar to carb backloading, um, I've used those protocols to to gain muscle and and I so I don't think intermittent fasting is exclusively a weight loss strategy, and I think that's a big misconception. I think the other misconception is that you just start fasting and you're gonna lose weight. Um, I think that all the principles of good dieting still need to apply of of caloric balance and you know macronutrient breakdown and um, you know, nutrient timing is is you know the essence of intermittent fasting. But food quality, all the other principles of nutrition still apply. So, can intermittent fasting help people with weight loss? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it can help people um, in a couple ways. Well, one that it helps people eat less um, because they're not eating throughout the day. So it can help create a caloric deficit.
1: Well, let's help. Um, I know we're gonna save like protocols for later, but I think yeah. it might give a little bit of insight into what you're saying. Just explain the most basic protocol that most people go by. Your sixteen-eight cool. protocol.
0: Yeah. So most people are the most common intermittent fasting protocol, and, and the one that um, that I do the most is is sixteen-eight, like Joe said. And what that means is you have a sixteen-hour fast each day. Um, and then you have an eight-hour feeding window. So for me, um, and, and for most people, I would say, that means I'm fasting until about noon. Um, and that I stop eating around 8 p.m. So from 8 p.m. till noon the next day, that's 16 hours, uh, you know, asleep for much of it. And that's 16 hours you go without eating. And then from, from noon to about 8 p.m., you know, eating anywhere from three to four meals in that time. Um, and, and that's kind of known as your feeding window. So that, that should hopefully provide some context on, on, you know, what I'm talking about there about, um, you know, good nutrition practices still need to apply during the feeding window and, and, and throughout your week.
1: And the specific and... times that Jason used are just examples. Like mine tend to be a little earlier. I go to bed a little earlier, so I'm – You know, my last meal is between 6 and 7 p.m., so my first meal is between 10 and 11 a.m. the next day. It's generally close to what you said, but it doesn't need to be specifically exactly those times.
0: Yeah, and typically you want to fast, you know, in the morning, so it's um, rather than stop eating at noon. I don't think that works as well as for circadian rhythm, as far as hormonal rhythms. You know, for for men, testosterone is highest in the morning. Um, cortisol is high in the morning and that kind of fasted through the morning is I think more authentic to the body's circadian rhythm and and hormonal rhythms throughout the day
1: and mentally Um, it's a little easier right I mean eight about eight hours of your fast is when you're sleeping so you're not thinking about food or thinking about that you're hungry just as a way to like organize it and for somebody to get introduced to intermittent fasting.
0: Yeah. And and I think actually, as you mentioned, thinking about food, I think that's um, kind of an interesting topic to discuss. Um, It it kind of fits in with the last two things we talked about, which is the benefits and um, intermittent fasting for weight loss. I think intermittent fasting, one of the benefits that I forgot to mention is like, there's kind of a mindfulness aspect to it that you don't, have to satisfy every animal desire that your body has as soon as your body presents it to you. Um, so to kind of break that habit almost or mentality of like, Oh, I'm hungry. It's time to eat. Intermittent fasting can be, can be great for that. Cause okay, I'm hungry, but I'm going to be okay. Um, so there's, like I said, a mindfulness benefit to it. And then I think it's also useful for people dieting, um, you know John Berardi is um a great nutrition coach and a great nutrition writer and I know that one of the things that he's talked about with a lot of his weight loss clients is he'll make them do a 24 hour fast to kind of start their diet and that's not for any kind of physiological reason it's just for the psychological reason of having that person experience and just be comfortable with a little bit of hunger um i think you know if you're going to be losing weight you know you're going to be in a caloric deficit you know by definition and, um, you know, that can come with some hunger. And that shouldn't be extreme hunger, just as a caveat, but it's important to be okay being a little bit hungry. And I think, um, you know, I mentioned the kind of eating every three hours bodybuilder mentality. Um, I think it was really freeing for me when I started intermittent fasting to realize that, like, hey, I, I can go 16 hours without eating, I can miss breakfast. And, I'm not going to lose all my gains. I'm not going to lose all my strength. I'm not going to shrivel away. Um, you know, there's there's some gigantic, huge muscular people um, that do intermittent fasting. So, uh, you know, it's super flexible, and um, the the benefits are not limited to, to to weight loss. But it still can be great for weight loss, as as we've kind of mentioned for for both the mindfulness aspect as well as just helping to create a caloric
1: deficit. Great. Um, But you kind of mentioned something that seems to be a big topic uh, about people that are asking about intermittent fasting, and that is like, what about the whole mantra, breakfast is the most important meal of the day? Yeah,
0: funny thing about that mantra is it's not grounded in science at all. Um, It is, you will not find any study that establishes that. Um, That is something that was... I mean, I think put out there by cereal manufacturers and dairy manufacturers, (laughs) I think it kind of goes with like the food pyramid stuff. Um, you know, I think that, that, um, the, the grain and dairy industries have had a undue influence on, on the FDA and, you know, kind of the federal government more generally, but, um, but we were not going to get into that now.
1: But breakfast. But breakfast. <laughs> but,
0: breakfast. <laughs> but right, so it kind of got out there, right? Of like, oh, you need to eat breakfast every morning, and and what better way to eat breakfast than you know to have cornflakes and milk? Um, it, it's not supported by science. Um, I mean,
1: the rest of the world kind of has breakfast a lot later, and they also just have some like fruit and cheese and stuff, something really yeah. light, and it's literally the word breakfast is breaking your fast so breakfast can be at noon it could be at two it could be at 8 a.m but it's literally just when the first meal of breaking your fast is
0: yeah i mean i think you know to assign most important meals of the day i think is almost a misguided concept just to begin with i think that we should be looking at
1: what's your your post-workout meal right Uh, Yeah, I would
0: say from like a nutrient timing person. Yeah, sure. I would say post-workout, if we had to choose post-workout is probably the most important meal of the day. But I think that um, I would encourage people to look at their food intake on more of like a weekly basis, more so than like a meal to meal basis. And like, that's one of the reasons why fasting works so well is like, yeah, if you're still getting your macros in over the course of, you know, a week, you're, you're still going to have great results. And In some ways, probably have better results. I think, um, you know, we're we're probably going to throughout this podcast keep coming up with benefits that we forgot to mention. But um, another benefit is insulin sensitivity. You know, I I don't want to get too sciencey, like you said, but um, insulin sensitivity is a big topic. Um, You know, when you become insensitive to insulin, insulin resistant, you know, that's kind of what starts leading down the road of diabetes and, um, the body needs to start producing more insulin, which, which leads to weight gain and whatnot and, and has other hormonal negative effects. Um, so like insulin's, insulin's like a drug, you know, um, y- if you're eating every three hours, you're just constantly having insulin in your bloodstream and to take a break from it every day, you know, similar to the way that it gives your, your gut a break, It, um, it increases your sensitivity. It's, it's like reducing your tolerance to, um, you know, to a drug, uh, you, you have a break from it and now you become more insulin sensitive. Um, and so that's another great aspect of intermittent fasting. And, um, yeah, so the breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Like it's not grounded in science. It's, it's, it's kind of nonsense in my mind. Um,
1: We've kind of brushed upon it a little bit here. Um, What about those early morning workout um, people like myself? Um, You know, you had mentioned that um, bulletproof coffee is not necessarily staying true to the fasting, but uh, because the calorie intake is probably a little high. um, But what about uh, like a post workout protein shake and not being solids and that kind of mindset after a morning workout
0: Uh, i mean i think what the reason that bulletproof coffee fits so well for intermittent fasting is because it it doesn't have any carbohydrates so you're not getting an insulin response right you're you're it's all fats um i think for morning workouts i think people will be surprised at how well they can perform fasted um you know i i personally um i work out fasted a lot i'll do I'll do heavy weightlifting fasted. I'll go to jujitsu for two hours fasted. I feel fine. Um, I don't notice any decrease in performance. Um, So I think working out fasted is fine. And as far as post-workout goes, I do think post-workout is is one of the more important meals in a person's day. And I think that the act of, especially resistance training – makes your body receptive to nutrients in in a really beneficial way uh, makes your body less likely to store carbohydrates as fat in that kind of um, immediate post-workout period and i think that um i think that even if you're working out in the morning um i I think it's still good to have a post-workout shake and so you can work out fasted have a post-workout shake um and then, you know, maybe have a post-workout meal too so you can kind of um, make the most of that post-workout, you know, kind of nutrient window. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe you can talk about it a little bit because you're more of a, of a morning workout guy. I, I typically work out around noon.
1: Um, I, I generally will say that you should have your post-workout shake or whatever and then I would just fast until my allotted uh eating window started but that was just me personally um and it was generally a little tougher than the days i didn't work out um but i think that was back to the whole like mindfulness and just um mind strengthening almost is a way to think of it um yeah and after my if i'm done working out and it's 8 a.m and my first meal is 10 or 11 it's not that far anyway um so i would just tough it out for a lack of better word till that time is reached
0: yeah i think it's a case-by-case thing i think if someone's looking to you know gain muscle i wouldn't want to see too much fasting after a um after a workout but for like kind of just general health and weight loss i think it it's kind of case by case and how your body responds to it. Like if you have a lot of carbs in your post-workout shake, which you probably should have, depending on your body composition goals, you probably have some carbs in your post-workout shake. Um, You know, like I know that, that for me personally, once I kind of have some carbs in a post-workout shake after I'm fasting, it kind of spikes my blood sugar and my blood sugar is going to kind of plummet after that. Um, So I, then look to have a, a more solid food meal about kind of 90 minutes post-workout um, to kind of just even me out and, and just kind of stabilize my blood sugar um, but you know kind of like we're saying it it fits in with when my fasting window ends and it sounds like you're kind of saying the same thing you work out in the morning and then you're having your first solid food meal around you know 10 or 11 and that's kind of when your feeding window would have started anyway
1: yeah exactly and when, yeah. when you're you know Blood sugar drops, that's when that um, whole hangry thing starts happening. Yes. Yes. So I, you, will, I, you will know when it's time to eat.
0: I, I know both of our wives can attest to what that's like, um, being around us hangry. Um, <laughs> so that's, um, I, I mean, that's actually, let's talk about hanger um, and just kind of like irritability while fasting. Um, sure. Do you Do you ever get irritable when you're fasting?
1: It's generally at the very end. Um or if I've done a lot of activity like working out, but if you're just kind of busy, um I don't think I even think about it. like if I'm at work and we're doing a bunch of emails and admin work and my mind's just busy, I don't even notice it until like so I stop.
0: Yeah, I, I know for me it's, it's kind of dose dependent of like my typical fast is like, I'm more like 17 hours. Like I probably stop eating around eight ish and I probably don't eat until like about one lately. Um, I'm fine for 17 hours. I'm fine for 18 hours around like 19, 20 hours depends. Dep- like if I'm just at home and I'm, you know, I don't really need to interact with others and you know, it's the weekend or whatnot. I might be fine for like, you know, a 20 hour fast, 22 hour fast. Uh, if I'm, in the office working with clients working with people i don't like to fast that long because i I do i I find i become a little bit irritable um you know towards like you said past the end of what i would usually do and i think you know when i first got into intermittent fasting um i I had to kind of find what what the right amount and what the right dosage was was for me
1: yeah so i mean you talked about it couple of different fasting windows there uh, let's tell uh some different protocols that are out there uh, we, we spoke about the most basic like one you know 16 8 but uh, are there others out there that you feel are beneficial yeah i mean i think the
0: other ones that people do other than 16 8 are you know having a 24 hour fast you know once a week um or having an even longer fast than that of you know 48 hours or I think 72 is extreme, but, um, you know, you can work up to it. Um, but, but those are the typical ones, either like a daily fast of, you know, about 16 hours, um, or a a weekly fast of longer than 16 hours of a day. I I think in a nutshell, those are like kind of the two basic ones, you know. I've heard of people doing it. every third day 24 hours um you know there's there's the warrior diet is a popular um diet book for for people listening to this podcast that might be kettlebell people that that's the diet that pavel's done for the last you know 20 years that he's, he's mentioned a few times and, and basically the warrior diet is having one big meal a day um that, that typically starts with greens and then you eat your protein next and then you eat your, your, your carbohydrates last in that meal. Um, you know, so in the case of like a warrior diet, it's almost like you're probably fasting, you know, 23 hours a day, every single day. Um, you know, people are more or less strict with warrior diet, I think. Um, but yeah, I I would say in a nutshell that like either there's a daily fast or there's there's a weekly fast, um or or potentially both, you know, that you could do 16:8 uh Monday through Saturday and and then on Sunday you do a 24-hour fast, but um something like that, I would say would be for for definitely someone who's more advanced for it and probably has a specific reason for it.
1: Um is there an easy way for you to get started?
0: Yeah, sure. Skip breakfast one day. Um you know two three days a week day do it on a day when you don't work out so you don't even have to worry about that um you know we, we talked a little bit about fasting while working out uh, one of the things we didn't mention is like it, it probably takes you you know a couple of weeks to kind of get used to it um depending on your body but um if you're looking to get started with it if you're looking to try it try a 14 hour fast you know most people are fasting 12 hours a day anyway right you, you probably have dinner around eight o'clock at the latest and um you know, you, you probably eat breakfast around 8 a.m. Um, so most people are already fasting for, you know, about 12 hours every day anyway. Um, so skip your breakfast, have your first meal at, you know, at lunch or, uh, you know, a later morning snack, um, something like that. And, um, start with that. See how you feel. Do you feel sharper? Um, you know, is there, um, you know, give it, give it a couple weeks, obviously your first one may or may not, be pleasant. You might be super hungry. Um, if you are hungry, um, assuming you're getting enough calories in general, um, you know, throughout your week, but if you try fasting for the first time and you're just super hungry in the morning, well, it's probably psychological more than physiological. Um, so you should spend at least a week or two, um, you know, probably more than that and, and kind of get through that period of discomfort and, you know, be able to be able to skip breakfast and be fine with it. And, and I think that's the way to get started. Um, you know, like for me, I know intermittent fasting, it's a buzzword and, you know, people talk about it. Like, I don't even think about it. I just wake up. I'm not hungry. Um, I, I'm just not used to eating in the morning. I don't think about it. You know, around 1230, one, I start getting hungry and that's when I have my first meal. Um,
1: I think it evolves into that for sure. I mean, you've been doing it for almost 10 years now, so... It may not start off that way for everybody, but it will become that way the longer you do it.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Great. Anything else?
0: No, I don't think so. I think that's a good way to get started.
1: Cool. I think that pretty much sums up my experiences with intermittent fasting.
0: Same. I think... um... Give it a try, uh, you know. For for those listening that are interested in intermittent fasting, give it a try. See how you feel. Um, like you said there's there's definitely a psychological component to it, in addition to a physiological component to it. Um, you know, I, I don't think fasting is magic, um, but I do think there's some kind of unique health benefits about it, and and I think it's something that, um, like we mentioned, everyone should try just so that they can kind of break that connection in their mind between every time I'm hungry, I need to satisfy this desire immediately.
1: Awesome. All right.
0: Uh, Well, this has been episode five of the Catalyst podcast. Um, Thanks so much for listening. Uh, As we've mentioned on other podcasts, uh, we love hearing your feedback. Send us an email, jason at catalystsport.com, joe at catalystsport.com. Um, let us know what you thought and um, and let us know if there's anything you want us to discuss. Uh, we, we are always looking for more topics and um, we're happy to talk about anything you guys are interested in.
1: Uh, or if reason. you want to come on and talk about something, let us know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, probably got a lot of people with a lot of interesting experience to add to uh our 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 listener base here. So yeah, if you're a potential guest on this podcast, definitely reach out as well because we want to start having more guests and, and bring some more perspectives on.
1: Um,
0: All right. Um until next time, this has been the Catalyst Sport Podcast. I'm Catalyst Sport co founder Jason Kapnick and this is Joe Baffy. Uh that's Joe Boffy. <laughs> Bye, <laughs> Have guys. a good one guys. Bye. <laughs>